Hello and welcome to the Vlogging Pod. Tonight we are talking to the author of Quest, Stacy Bennett. <laughs> welcome to the room, Stacy. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, feels nice like we've got a, another boost of summer out there, so. <laughs> Yes, we do. Yeah. I'll take the sunshine, but the heat, I could leave. <laughs> yeah, my I hear that a lot, but I kind of like the heat. Um, I don't know. I'm weird, I guess. I love the little toasty heat, but I hear that from someone else in the room, too. She lets me know she doesn't like the heat, either. <laughs> well, That's... I'm a fall girl. I like... love autumn. That's my favorite season, so I'm, I'm ready. And it's not because of pumpkin spice, but I'm ready for autumn to hit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I I love the smell of pumpkins. I had I will admit that I do love the smell of pumpkin, especially pumpkin candles. Um, so tonight mm -hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and start my timer before I get too far ahead here. Um, <laughs> tonight what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about quest. I, I don't okay. know if many people know. Last time when you were on, um, we had a great talk, and we were we went over a little bit, but that's all right. That happens. <laughs> um, so tonight, after I've read your book, actually I listened to the Audible, and it was fantastic. Uh, if you don't know, we're talking about Quest of the Dreamwalker. I'm probably going to mess up the pronunciation of it. I think it's Corthian Legacy Book One. Am I pronouncing That's that right? right. Awesome. Mm -hmm. um, for people who don't know, and I'm going to read a little, just the, the tip of the iceberg here on the bio so we won't lose too much. Uh, a scarred soldier, a soul-broken girl, and a defiant huntress. Three lives thrown together by fate, bound by destiny, hunted by magic, but time is running out and I'm telling you I was blown away by this I don't want to give away too much because we'll try to do our best not to do that um, yeah, spoilers are something I've had to really tiptoe around with this particular book right. so uh, the quest is one of three um, and I have to be honest I wanted this next interview because I fell in love with this book and I, I interviewed you months ago, and I was more mm -hmm. enamored by you then. But after reading the book, I was like, holy crap. You Now, have you ever been told this before, that when you're writing, now, don't take this as an insult, but you're writing um, was so much different than what I expected. I mean, it almost sounds as if you had... Um, a European background. Does that make sense? Really? Yes. I've never heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but it did. Have you ever been told that? Or have people said, man, no. this book sounds just like you? Um, I don't know if anybody's ever really compared me with the voice in the book okay. before. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it I... always feels like something a little separate from me. Okay. Like, I'm never sure how it comes across. And people don't usually say a whole lot to me. I mean, they either like it or they don't say anything. Usually it's the response <laughs> I get, which is good. Um, well, I have but to. Yeah, I don't know that anybody said, oh, it sounds like, you know, it sounds like something you would write or sounds different from something you might write. So that's a new one for me. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'll be honest with you. Where my aid comes from is usually where I have beta read for other authors. And the more I know the author, 
I kind of hear their voice when I'm reading the book. Now, yours yeah. was different because, and this could be the reason why, um, the accent of your, um, the person who read the book, um, who did the Sorry. audible, yeah. yes. And it, that could be the reason, too, that it sounded that to me, as if you had, I don't know, I could just picture you so much more scholarly, like you have patches on your <laughs> on your jacket, and you know, you're just, you're just so academic. Erudite, huh? Yes, yes, really, I really was so impressed, not to say that you are of a lesser caliber, I just... No, to, no. Yeah, to me it was just, I was just blown away. Like there was so many more layers to you um, as an author than I would have originally thought. I mean, and not that, don't take that as bad either, but I was no, just. I, I'm taking this all as a compliment. Okay, because <laughs> that's, that's exactly <laughs> how I mean it. Um, so as we talk about it, the book, um, so that I'm not just, you know, um, fan over here, fan praising. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Ala, Ala, I love her so much. Um, let's talk about Kara. Uh, I have to say the most developed character out of the entire story. Um, did you plot her in depth or did you develop her as you began to write the story? Um, I would say that almost always when I write a story, I come across the the nugget, the situation, the what if first, okay. and then it kind of I I you know say okay, so if that's the case, and this one's got to be this way, and this person's got to be like that, and this one's going to be like that, and then as they start to interact, things change and things shift, and um, you know Neil Gaiman once said that you write a book twice. You go through it the first time, and then you go back and edit it as if you planned it all that way. Um, and I think that's a little bit of what I do is they start out heading in a certain direction, and then I'm like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> no, 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 that's not how it goes. It goes like this. And then I'll go back, and I'll add in more depth. And especially with Dreamwalker, because I had so much time that I worked on it, I would go back in and just do Kara's chapters, or I would go back in and just do Fallon's chapters, or I'd go back in and just do the captain's chapters so that I could really stay in their head and see where they would take me. Wow. Now, when you do the separate chapters, well, no, are you, are you talking about their chapters in order as in um, the order of the timeline in the book, or would you just go back and write their chapters? Is You know what I mean? Well, I write the whole thing. You put all the sand in the sandbox first. Okay. <laughs> and as you know, each chapter has the name of the person whose point of view it's from since i for those who don't know i write in past tense third person limited which means you're seeing the world in kara's chapters from kara's point of view so you don't know what other people are thinking but you do know what she's thinking so then if i want to really get a good sense of her story i'll take out everybody else's chapters and i'll read her story like as if i'm following her through the whole story seeing what she's seeing, hearing what she's hearing, you know, through the right. story, so that I can make sure it's it's lining up with, with where we want to end up. Right. So for most people who haven't read uh, the book, um, let's talk a little bit about who Kara is. Can you tell our listeners just a little bit about her character? This is always the hardest part for me as an author. Okay. Because, it, it, you know, it, it's like who's your brother um well <laughs> do i tell you about the time or 
You know what I mean? So I, she is a woman who has had trauma in her life that she's not terribly aware of. Um, and she's coming to the realization that she doesn't know as much as she thinks she knows. And, um, and so she ends up making a decision that changes the entire course of her life, which is to escape with the captain. Right. Um, and, so and I don't like to tell too much about who she really is because I don't want to spoil anything. Right. Well, you know, as the story goes on, as far as like the bio that they can read on Amazon, um, the first paragraph yeah. is pretty much uh, Kara is a prisoner. Now, yes. um, you really, when you first start reading it, that sort of develops. I mean, you don't know right off. You see this girl. She's, um, well, I guess from a, the the captain's point of view, kind of like the gatekeeper. You know what I mean for yeah. for the person that who's uh, for the sorcerer who's ca- kidnapped them. Um, so as her as it develops, you really see um, her trauma. You know what I mean because she doesn't. Yeah. I don't think she really puts it into um, a formation of thought that she's a prisoner because she thinks this is her father. So Right, because she's been here her whole life. All, all that she can remember is living in the castle with this older gentleman who's a sorcerer who says he's her father. Um, so as far as she knows, that's her dad, and this is how life goes. This is what it comprises, and she never leaves, but to her it's not strange because she never knew anything else. Right. So in a way, she's very childlike. Yes. Because she doesn't have any interactions with anybody except him, and he has a certain agenda to keep her that way. Right. That's why I said that um, from the very get-go, she has to be the most developed character. And I don't just mean right off the bat. From point A to, to the end of this book, yeah. um, she progresses so so much so. Well, she's you, a long journey from being, you know, a prisoner who's never seen the outside world to someone who's traveled half the country. Yes. Yeah, I can see if this, if, if magic and knights and fights and all that kind of thing, people, you know, they have different genres that they say they like or dislike. Mm-hmm. Um, from someone who probably isn't into the genre, I would find it very hard not to read this book or listen to it. I enjoy the audibles. I'm just going to say that right out front. I love audibles. Me too. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. a huge audible yeah, I'm, audible Right. Fan. I love to be able to do other stuff, work out um, in the car, wherever I'm at, and be able to listen. And anyways, it's hard not to engage in this story and not be pulled in, even if it is not your genre. Um, I really was totally amazed about how immersed I was into the book. It really just dragged me in, you know? It really did. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Oh, I, that's, I, I that's wouldn't say it if I... A good book. I wouldn't say if I didn't mean it, truly. Um, so, poetically, one of probably the greatest fantasy tales of this one follows a miraculous... It's well written. Um, there's an. It's natural for you. You know what I mean. It just seems to come right out. So tell me about the rewriting. Um, how you went into your editing and all that kind of stuff. Did you find that you had to do a lot of that, or was it? Well, with this particular book, this particular book is. You know, they tell authors 
don't worry about the first one you wrote. Stick it in the draw. Keep going. Right. Because it's never going to turn into anything. Well, I'm kind of stubborn and I'm very attached to this story. So I actually wrote the first draft when I was 18. Oh, and I wow. put it in the drawer because I just wanted to, I just had the urge to write it one mm -hmm. summer when I graduated high school. I just wrote it. Like, I just spent my evenings writing. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of a strange <laughs> thing to do, but I did. Um, and I didn't really pick it up again until I was almost 30. And at the time, my ex at the time was unemployed and he was writing a book. So there was a lot of downtime for me. So I was like, oh, I'll just pull my book out and I'll rewrite it. And so I had changed a lot of elements. So it has changed quite a bit. And then again, I ended up putting it down because I had kids and then you're busy. And then I got a divorce. And then after the divorce, I was like, you know what? This book doesn't let me go. Because I used to pull it out and just read it for myself because I enjoyed the story. Not because I'm saying I'm a great writer or anything, but the story has really stuck in my head and I just would reread it just to re-experience it myself and change things a little bit, you know. So I think it's gone through a couple of distillations. Um, so in, in this particular case, then I decided I wanted to actually publish it. And I had a couple of editors look at it. And I really went through, you know, reading books on what you need to have and how to do tension and, and all the, the nitty gritty kind of stuff. And I went back and looked at it from that point of view. And then I edited it. So it had been written a couple of times, <laughs> actually, um, but only because it wouldn't let me go. Um, right. It never, I mean, and even now I've been having a lot of issues with the writing in the last couple of months. I don't know if you know, but I've moved from New Jersey to Delaware. So it's been a great upheaval this summer. You know, one of my adult children moved out, another adult child moved in. It's been a lot of upheaval. So it's, um, it hasn't been a really conducive doing my writing at this oh, point. I feel you. And I'm just getting back into it here now. Um, but the story still, even when I put it down, there are days when it's like, oh, I, I, I got to finish. I got to, I, I got to bring it out. I got to go through it. Cause I know that I have an issue at this part and this plot line's wrong. So I've got to fix it before I publish it, you know, so it still won't let me go. That's, that's why I keep working at this. For all those people who despair of book three ever coming out, it will come out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the it's cat... been on hold. I, I feel you. I feel you. I haven't gotten through all of them yet. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm more into the audibles. I do know you have another one. I need to get my hands on that as well. So let's talk a little bit about the captain. A mercenary kidnapped by a sorcerer. Um... Uh, an exile with his own dark secret. Um, right. Tell me about how you were able to hone his demeanor. Because he is very, uh, I wouldn't say that he's a typical man. Um, it, it, your, your bio is pretty accurate on he does have his own secrets. So tell me how yes. you did about developing. Tell me the research that you did on this character or even if somebody that you pulled from in your life that you developed him from. Tell me how he came about. I think he might be my best book boyfriend. Like it's, <laughs> it, would be, it would be if I were in a romance or an adventure, who, who would I want? to ride up and, and join me on this story. And I think it's someone who has 
his own issues and he will be working through them, trust me. I mean, and even the third book is more about him than the other two. Um, and that has his own journey. Like he does sort of have a pull towards Kara right when they meet, like some, some something is going on. Um, but that's not all of it. That's not all of him. That's not his whole reason for being there. Like her reason for being there isn't for him to save her. And his reason for being there isn't isn't her like they have their own stories to go with and that's what i wanted i wanted a, a story that had more tales than just you know them together or just this one storyline <coughs> because in my head they turn into people right and then you know so for example after i wrote this i had written tales of the archer which is the companion novel which is also on audible and it's Archer's backstory. Now, Archer is, for those who don't know, he's the secondary male lead, and he's the foil to my captain. Um, and he actually is pretty modeled after one of my brothers that I get along with really, really well. One of my, he's, he's a doll. I love that, that brother. And um, I mean, I love them all, but he's special to me. So Archer's kind of modeled after that. Anyway, Archer ended up getting this history when I wrote this um, this little challenge that I did to make a novella. And then when I went back to write book two, I had to change where it started because where I had had it start now had history for Archer that wasn't there when I wrote it the first time, because now I've got this history that he had that I'm like, oh, wait a minute, we can't just gloss over this because anybody who's read the companion is going to say, hey, what about this? You know, what about this guy? What about that guy? What happened? You know? So it, it sort of expands every time I do, I turn around, it, it expands. So with the captain, I, um, I set the magic system and he represents one side of it. And so I had to think about how his country would be and how would he react in the country he's in being who he is and how does that affect how he's going to interact with her okay because you'll find out in the next book a little bit more about who he actually is too because they both you know she's a prisoner he's a mercenary that's how the books start but that's not the whole story they both have they're neither one of them is from that place they're both from someplace else and they both have more history than just that and they both have powers so you get into that whole thing right so now we've mentioned we mentioned Kara, we mentioned the captain, you just mentioned yeah. Archer. Um, let's talk a little bit about Fallon. Um, in your bio, my you favorite girl. <laughs> yes, um, she is my favorite to write. Um, I have I, to say, I have to tell you though. I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but just where her and Kara are, I was really just so blown away by the ending. Um, yeah. Uh, mixed emotions. It's Just, rough. It's rough. It, it, it was, and I'm not even sure how... How you feel about how you want it to end. Yes! You don't I'm, know where you want it to go. Yes! <laughs> I, I'm... And like I said, I know this isn't fair to the audience because I don't want to give the story away. But I was really just... I'm not sure how I feel about it. You know what I mean? Um, I, I just was left on the fence. Anyways, I want to get too far on that. But let's talk about Fallon. Um, Fallon, sorry. Um, in your bio, you say it's not yet a huntress 
Forest Haven, brutal and cold. She has sworn to kill any man who trespasses their sacred forest. When the mothers give her a task that will mark her as a traitor, she must choose between her old life and her new destiny. So, more than she appears to be right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was blown away when I knew more about her. So, tell us um, your first thoughts of her creation. Well, she was, I mean, that was part of the nugget. Kara's personality juxtaposed with Fallon's was part of the, gee, I wonder if you wrote a story about this. I wonder if this happened, what would that be like for these two people? So part of her was, you know, set because part of Kara, like the way they are together is that interaction, that relationship is set. And then when I went from there, I just thought, well, if she needs this and needs to not be like this, how is she going to act? And, you know, it it's kind of like, it's hard to explain without giving it all away, but um, she has certain personality flaws. And I tried to make her an earnest, good person within the bounds of those personality flaws. Right. That makes sense. Yes, it does. Again, I've read the books. (laughs) Yeah. So you can see what I where I was going with that. And and it just got to the point where I just I just love her so much. I I, you know she she takes things in stride even when she's not taking things in stride. Like she just keeps going. Right. She just that's part of her nature is she just keeps going. And is still trying to, and that continues in the next book. And if you think it's hard knowing what comes next, I mean, I've had friends say when they finished Dreamwalker, wow, you really like to write challenges, don't you? Because I have no idea how you're going to write the next one. No. I have no idea how you're going to do this. I, I um, fully agree. Uh, we've done our 20 minutes. However, I want to oh, okay. I want to have just one more question. Um, first off, I have to applaud uh, Zachary Johnson, who uh, did yes. the Audible fantastic i encourage everybody to go get this book seriously you will be blown the freak away (laughs) for a better yeah yeah we don't curse better freak away okay you know what i'm talking about um it is phenomenal it is absolutely phenomenal really (laughs) it is it really is so for my final question and i know this might be hard um we want to Wrap because I don't want to go over my time on any more than we are. But tell us okay. where, give us a little bit of a teaser of the next. I know it's already out, but could you summarize the teaser of the next book? So, um, Kara ends up leaving battle, and when Kara leaves, she goes to try and actually find where she's from. And she's been separated from the captain. And she's completely sure she's in love with him. Um, And he kind of thinks he's in love with her, but he's been through a lot of trauma. They got separated. So he, (laughs) she thinks he's dead. And at a certain point, he's going to think she's dead, and then he's going to come after her. So that's a lot of what Call of the Hunter is about. It's about Kara and Fallon's relationship with each other and about the captain deciding is he going to keep being this isolated gruff mercenary or is he going to decide to change his life 
and try to find this woman and maybe do something completely different. And to do that, he's going to have to face his past because that's where she's going. Right. She's going where he can't go. And so just so just so everybody knows, there is so much magic action adventure it is not just it is it's not just a romance i know we're talking about these characters yeah Yeah, we're talking about these care characters intertwining but you are so driven by the storyline that it is just it's just phenomenal when i listen to this i said she's not just his romantic interest and he's not just her romantic interest there's more going on than just that and they have their own journeys yes so it's about you know more than just that right if you are into the battles that go forth with the sword you are about the wizards and the magic and the journey of the adventure of the books please reach out to the corinthian <laughs> legacies um legacy. right if they, you like animal companions too we got a lot of good animal <laughs> yes. companions in these. it is phenomenal thank you so much stacy for being on the program thank tonight. you so much you've been so so generous with your praise i really appreciate it i I would not say it if I didn't mean it. I swear. Okay, I really. Well, I, I, as soon as Zach gets book two done, because he has it, it's in his queue. Uh, he's very busy right now, but as soon as he gets it done, I will be giving you a code. Awesome. Well, I'm telling you what. Um, I once we read the next book, I'd love to have you and Zach back on if you want to do that. Okay. If you'd be interested, sure. I think that would be real. We're gonna have to get together and really talk about what we want to talk about without giving the story sure. away, though. So we're going to have to yeah, sit down. Yeah, it's really hard. I, it, yeah, it is, I but... That. But if I, you want to hit me up about the book to talk about when other people aren't listening to you, I think we should because, like I said, I think we should write it out so that way we're not giving it away too much, but we are bringing the yeah. readers in to tease just a little bit. Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye-bye for now.